think that it just clicked in my head by the way the cyberpunk thing that you just said okay <laughs> which god damn it San- you screwed uh, it up joe all- <laughs> santa-, <laughs> santa claus is uh, has many things on on his way on for list. you and i'm not saying that that's one of them i'm just saying i was told that oh, okay, you may want to curb your you may want to curb your spending oh, okay. on the on the holiday <laughs> Alright everyone and welcome to another edition of Game Wild. We are in the, the late 40s I think, right? Are we, we're at 48, 48 episode, yes. episode 48, which means guys, we are only four. That's right, four episodes away from Epic Episode 52, wow. which is a full year of episodes pretty much because we've been doing weekly episodes um i don't think we've really i think maybe we missed missed one one week week. i think yeah but so so but we'll take it as episode 52 being the year mark obviously because we've done 52 even though we may be over by a week but there we go guys we are four episodes away for 52 which would lead us to if i can count correctly let's see um episode 49 episode 50 episode 51 episode 52 would be on january 4th 2021 that's when that one will come based on my counting i was was like wait i i thought you were counting to like tell everybody what's after 48 i'm like i think everybody knows the numbers after 49 50 i'm like all right i get what he's doing now it's just yes all right so that's right so but but listen guys episode number 50 is going to be on the week of christmas and we are working diligently on trying to do something fun in something a little bit entertaining that will require your votes okay we won't tell you what it is yet because we are working on it and we can't lock it down we haven't locked it down yet but we're hoping on december 21st we have something fun for you guys keep on our facebook page keep on our our twitter and and anybody else uh roughhouse plays shit just works our facebook pages our twitter pages join the game wild page like subscribe to all of our channels because we will continue to bring you updates on what's happening throughout those weeks so you'll know what you'll be voting for between sjw and myself and then on top of it we are also going to be starting hopefully next week our gamer food edition of whether or not a week yeah it got delayed a week unfortunately because the company is a small company out of the midwest that uh, got slammed on the cyber weekend. So they were unable to get us the item in time, but we will have something for next week, whether it's that item or something else as I've procured some backup stuff, but that also won't be in until next week. So hopefully on our next week's episode, we can start the gamer food segment in which we will try out different things that we feel gamers may ingest, whether it's unique Unique snack foods, uh, drinks, yes. uh, smashed so towards official. gamers, <laughs> stuff like that. Yes. So um, we will tell you that we are working on an energy drink that has no sugar in it, that is supposed to be big for gamers. That is what we're going to try to do first. And then from there, it could be chips, candy bars, more energy drinks that are geared towards gamers soda that's geared towards gamers all that type of stuff i don't know why i'm saying game i was just gonna say that's that's the boston accent in you gamers 
gamers. Game, game, park the car, park the gamers car in the garage. We'll, we'll park the car, the gamers garage, um, <laughs> stuff like that. So there you go. I struggled through that opening today. I don't know why, but I did. Um, so I'm we'll excited. Just... I'm excited for us to actually get not not just the yeah. uh, not just the food, but the other thing that you had mentioned too in a couple of weeks. So the yes. and not just because we're gonna eat the food, because obviously I'm excited to eat more more food. I'm, I'm I'm a food guy. I love me some food, but uh, but to also show you know everybody on the cast as well. You know, hey, this is good. This is crappy. You should eat this. You shouldn't eat this. Or this gives you energy. Or this doesn't give you energy. And uh, I'm excited because I haven't a lot of the stuff we've already talked about. We haven't ever seen before or eaten before or heard of before so it's pretty cool yeah and all of it's going to be obtainable for the majority of our listenership some of our listeners that may be out of the country we'll give you that info i'll be getting it but we'll figure it out for you and then um obviously interact with us on our facebook page um uh the group game wild please do that because we will have things like polls and we will have um basically asking you guys have you tried something that is a gamer food that's or that's unique or something you've eaten while you've been playing games that you think we should try that makes sense so those will also be happening but we'll need your input you need to give us the input on our facebook page so go find us there thank you now the question of the week it seems like uh one that was like hey i really don't know what to ask so i'm just gonna <laughs> Put up something like, what's your favorite Pokemon? Well, no, it, it does have a theme because if you remember. Well, last that was week, last week. We did talk about the, the yeah. anniversary of Pokemon. So what is it, 25? Uh, 25? Yes, 25, yeah. There you go. So, all right. So, you know, I'm a cop-out guy with Pokemon because I don't do it very – I don't play it very often. I don't know the extreme range of Pokemon. So my favorite uh, will and probably always be Pikachu – which we see in the background in SJW's camera there, yep. smiling oh, as yeah. usual. Um, so call it a cop out, call it. But hey, it's he's the one that out. I like the most. That's kind of a cop. That's such a common. Come on, man. Come on, man. It Pikachu? is super common. Jesus. I mean, I guess right. you can't. I can't hate on it though, because Pikachu is Pikachu. He's like the face of Pokemon. So um, hold on. All right. With that said. I I mean I actually there's a lot of Pokemon that I like even some of the newer ones. I don't I don't know if you know like. Rayquaza and, and Lucario and stuff like that and, and some of those uh, other I know there's like a million Pokemon now but um, I say at first I thought Gyarados I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. but Magikarp I know Gyarados, Gyarados. I, know I, this, I, yeah, I know those yeah so uh, that he's was the reason why thought. you get it well yeah. you ever seen that meme you ever seen that meme where somebody on Twitter posted and it's like way to walk around with an egg for X amount of time just to get a Magikarp. Yeah. <laughs> and then some, and then, and then uh, I guess like a Pokemon Twitter account with Magikarp said, imagine your mother holding you for nine, uh, holding you in her belly for nine months and getting you <laughs> like, so feels bad, man. <laughs> hashtag feels bad, man. Actually, oh, man. but I'll tell you who I actually really enjoyed um, playing in the Pokemon sword game. So I'll give him as my runner up. That's, that's not, very known but have you ever you score bunny oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's love, the fire uh, one from sword right yeah i yeah. love i love score bunny score bunny's awesome and his evolution is pretty awesome too so he looks like a ninja yeah i actually i think that ninja. was the one that i picked too um when i played i only i played until like i got to level 20 or something with the pokemon and i kind of fell off it. yeah I, I fell off of it too but yeah. i gotta tell you and he's actually in the newer shows that are on netflix yeah. as well the pokemon shows he's in it but gyarados is not my final response 
Okay, Gyarados, Gyarados was my uh, first thought because I like the fact that he evolves from something so stupid like Magikarp. Uh, that literally just has Splash until like level 25 or whatever when you level him up. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to go with, which I also have a mascot here, which is not in screen. Mm -hmm. Snorlax. Snorlax. Oh, <laughs> See, now that you makes lazy, a lot more sense, right? <laughs> you lazy bastard. <laughs> Snorlax, man. I will never forget Pokemon Gold and Silver, one of the first Pokemons, having to go through down the, I don't know, whatever path or route it was, and you had to get the Snorlax out of your way by doing some you know special stuff in the game. That was the first mm -hmm. time you really got to see Snorlax in action. And, uh, yeah, he... He's another, I think, face of the game. Like, Pikachu, Charizard, and I think Snorlax is, is up there as well. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I figured we'd answer that after the 25-year yeah. uh, thing. But um, I mean, Could have been Bulbasaur or Squirtle. But, yeah, know. Squirtle Squirtle's another popular one, too. I think it's yeah. Squir Charmander, then uh, Squirtle, and then, unfortunately... Bulbasaur usually gets the shit end of the stick there. I don't think uh, he's out of the out of the top four Pokemon that are always mentioned in the original Pokemon. I think he's always number four, unfortunately. Poor so. Bulbasaur. <laughs> so uh, we got some news though, and we went to to this event last year, and that is Pax East. And it's packing up. It's happening. So, man, it's been an interesting 2020, but this is going to be a thing, I guess. Where they're doing. According to the article, they're doing what was it East? Uh, in June. Yeah, but there was there was a couple others, right? There yeah. Was... So East is going to be taking place June third to June sixth, twenty twenty one. East West. West will be yeah. West will be taking place in September third to sixth, twenty twenty one. Australia will have more info coming in. They're unplugged, which I assume will be some sort of maybe digital will be December 10th to the 12th, uh, 2021. So they're pushing it out basically till when they believe a vaccine will be readily and available for people. South is ripped. South is not on. It's not yeah, South is not happening. It's not in there. Not until 2022. Um, but it will bring, they will bring it back in 2022. Are we going to this again, Joe? I don't think, I think we have to, right? I, I think wanted, the people, yeah. I, I think we have to, and maybe we do more. Maybe we don't do just one day. Maybe we try to do all three days or, or see where it goes. I think that that is definitely something we should be. I want to do it. It's funny because when we went to PAX, we're, we were all like, yeah, we're going to go to a lot of events now. Like, this was really fun. And then that COVID. went down the drain. <laughs> right. So I do. But I think you know, this good. is one of the first I, ones I do want to get back involved. Yeah. So I think we should we should probably try to do all three days. And depending on how things work out, we'll see. But, yeah, I think and it comes at a good time. June's not a bad June's not going to be bad and, and I think and most people, people think everything will be kind of quote unquote back to normal by April May and I'm kind of I'm pulling for that too so yeah so, so. um that's going to be from Thursday June 3rd to Sunday June mm -hmm. 6th so we'll work it out maybe we'll do the 4th through the 6th or something but we'll figure it out um based on cost and all that fun stuff so but now this news all right I am super excited for this news. Um, so I don't know. Do you know Oscar Isaac? Do you know who that is? Yes. Okay. So you are familiar with the actor. Do you know? Can you can you think of one thing he was in? Yes, Star Wars. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he's the new Star Wars guy. That guy. So, and he'll be. In, he'll also be in Dune. So do you know? Well. Do you know what I'm thinking of as the first oh. show or movie that I ever saw him in? Oscar Isaac. No, I yeah. don't. Do you remember? Have you ever watched Numbers? 
a really really long time ago. Do you remember but, what like, it's it about? Will, isn't it about some smart person who knows how to figure things out yeah, based off of the criminals? Yeah, yep, with cr- exactly. Criminal stuff. Yep. Yeah, bingo. So it's funny. I actually started liking him as an actor because of that show, and he was the smart genius that would help yep. his his detective brother solve crimes with numbers. And yep. so uh, Oscar Isaac, awesome, awesome actor, is apparently being cast as Solid Snake in a, in a Metal Gear Solid movie, which – Listen, if you look at this guy, I, my first thought is no, because I know him from numbers. He was younger. But if you look mm-hmm. at him now, he's aged a little bit. He's got the gray in the beard and stuff. Literally spitting image of what you would want Solid Snake to be represented by. Yeah. Um, he's got the, the, the hair. He's got the beard. He's literally spot on. And I guess they had a little bit of a video clip, too. Um, yeah, back in March yeah. of 2019, he said that he would play Solid Snake. Um while being um like interviewed for something interviewed for a movie called triple frontier or something yeah well yeah he was he was in there with um ben affleck which actually triple frontier i think i saw that that was actually a really good cast uh it was a netflix show right yeah not a netflix show what's that what's that guy's name from sons of anarchy again um i don't know oh my god the main character from did you ever see Sons of Anarchy? That was an amazing show. Yeah, it was. I, I was never big into it as much as other people were, but yeah, no, there. That was a good cast. It looks like I'm just looking at the the the, so, the row of people there. You even have the Mandalorian himself yeah. as well in that. Yeah. So. Yep. And um, so this is this is Pedro Pascal. Uh, Uncharted started getting filmed as well, so I think this is a yep. good. Like they even say in the article that it's a good omen for Metal Gear Solid. So yep. if we Spider-Man. start having, if we have Metal Gear Solid and Uncharted and movies like that coming out, I think mm-hmm. this blows video games out of like up. I think we listen. Just, oh my god, it's gonna be great. If you just want to just like move away from video games for a second, even though this there will be some video games in this, the movie landscape is really going to be unique for 2021 mm. uh, another thing i want to mention hbo max is oh, releasing all of I the warner that. brothers movies mm-hmm. for the first month of release on hbo max which includes mortal kombat Ooh. one of the movies in there is going to be mortal kombat yep oh wow mm-hmm. holy shit okay that's awesome a brand new mortal kombat um and then you're gonna also have uh a murderer's row of DC movies, uh, suicide Squad's going to be there. I don't know if there's there. I think there might be one other one, but they're starting with wonder woman on Christmas day. And they're, they're going to do that. Matrix four is also going to be on the list. So That's you'll be, be a throwback. Keanu's so, not in that, right? Yes, he is. Oh, no, he's, he's in, in it. that. Oh, wait, who was oh, it yeah. that they weren't cast? Is it, um, the guy as Morpheus? I think right? it's, I- Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate, but, but Keanu going to kill it this year with cyberpunk too. Woo! Yeah, yeah, and I got to tell you, um, you know, prefacing Roughhouse deals a little bit early, it's still actually on sale at all mm-hmm. places for forty nine ninety seven, and I actually pre ordered it because it was so cheap, a disc version because the digital version was sixty dollars, um, and I wanted to save some money, so for forty nine dollars, you talking about the Matrix? No, I'm talking about Cyberpunk. Oh, Cyberpunk, okay. I got it. On, I got it, and I, I've realized that, like, okay, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll live with the fact that I'm gonna have a disc and save, you know, ten bucks or eleven dollars. I think I actually might get it for because I can't get a PS5 and an Xbox right now. And this also, yeah. I mean, later on when we go through the game releases, obviously Cyberpunk is finally on that list. Um, I can't get a PS5 or an Xbox right now, and I'm probably just gonna end up getting it for PC because of that. 
um, which I'm not mad about because I do have an Xbox controller, so I can just use that for a PC. But I don't yeah. know. It's weird because games, games like that for me, are, I want to play on console generally. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. would you still play it on console if you were to, to get the game on console? If it gets ported. Does Xbox with the Game Pass, does it allow me to play it on Xbox because I have it on PC? Is that how that works or no? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that works like that. I, I listen. I I'm just gonna preface you. I would. I would just. I would hold off a little bit on Cyberpunk if I were you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, listen. You know how long I've been waiting for this? Them are fighting words, Joe. I don't know if I can do that. I'm just saying. I. I, I dude, it's been so damn. I. I understand oh, that, man. but. But. I mean, I. I, I don't part know. Of I me heard. Wants to. Part of me wants. To. I heard. I heard from a source that you're not supposed to be buying anything right now a source told me that you could be in a lot of trouble if you start buying stuff for yourself right now what that's all i'm gonna say what the hell kind of conspiracy theory is this i'm just saying okay is the is the government about to implode or something like i don't (laughs) No, i'm just saying that you 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 may be sleeping in the doghouse with Stella if you start buying yourself stuff. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. That's as cryptic as I'm going to be about it. You interpret that the way you want to interpret it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, anyways, we do also have a Legends of Runeterra seasonal tournament coming upon us. Uh, that is actually is this- happening today. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. Today, like Monday? That oh, well, is sorry. Drop so you today. guys are hearing this Monday, so it's happened yesterday. So I always do that. So um, <laughs> you know what we need to do? We need to start getting the schedules a week in advance if possible so you can let people know that, hey, right, well, on Sunday, uh, December 12th, we will be having a Legends of Rune Terror tournament, which I will be hosting as well, I'm not commentary. Well, I'm, I'm not hosting this. One. But what I'm saying, I'm just – I was not saying that that actually is happening. What I was trying to say is that's how you get viewers because now they're going to be like, huh, I missed it. Now I got to go back and watch it. And I think that's more of a live thing than it is a let's go back and rewatch what happened. So I think we need to do better with our what a legend of Terra segment and yep. start start getting a little bit more I focused think, there. That's all. It, I think that I just clicked on my head, by the way, the cyberpunk thing you just said okay <laughs> which god damn it San- you screwed uh, it up joe <laughs> santa-, <laughs> santa claus is uh, has many things on on his way on for list. you and i'm not saying that that's one of them i'm just saying i was told that oh okay, you may want to curb your you may want to curb your spending oh okay on the, on the holiday <laughs> thanks all, all right well anyways the by the time you guys hear this yesterday um there was a the first seasonal tournament ever that is held for Legend of Retire for Riot Games, and it is a $20,000 total prize pool tournament. I am kind of mad. I was just talking to Joe about this because I cast so much. I do a lot of other things. I The top 700 ranked players qualify for this tournament. I was in, like, the top 1,000, so I just barely missed out on this, um, which is unfortunate. But first place, $10,000. Second, 3500 Third and fourth, 800 And you get paid out if you get top 32. You have to basically go 5-0 and in the Swiss rounds to get there. And this is huge for the game. The game has seen a lot of traction in the last couple of weeks because of EU Masters that had happened as well. So, uh, And a lot of people from Magic the Gathering are starting to come over to Legends of Runeterra touting it being one of the best card games basically ever created. So... Um, there you go. It's it, good things right now for the game. So if you guys want, check it out. Uh, there'll probably be you know the bots and stuff online if you guys are interested. 
and uh, I'm pulling. I'm hoping. I'm hoping some of the people that I routinely cast are are in the top 32 here. Probably going to get a lot of names that we're not familiar with. But um, so, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there real quick. So those are kind of just some announcements. So now getting into some of the more topical categories here, with starting with Switch Online in general, Joe. Um, so you have a Switch mm -hmm. Online membership, right? Yes. So let me start before we really dig into this article here. What uh, what have you utilized? Obviously, Twitch Online. I think most of the reason people got it was Animal Crossing, <laughs> so that it could be online. But um, it obviously connects you to the internet. You can play with your friends. I get that. That's actually, honestly, when I first got it, that was what I was thinking. I was thinking it was just like getting online with PlayStation or Xbox where you're just connecting to the internet. Um, but they actually provide you with other things. So my question to you, Joe, is have you used that, on, um, that Nintendo Online membership to do anything else is there any games that yeah. you've played what what games have you utilized just the retro games like i i played Which super punch out on the okay. snes cool because that was like one of my favorite games yeah so i got through i literally blew through super punch out so all right so and now I was like wow i remember that that was fun and that was free right that was free yeah, it was come. It was with the. It's with the subscription. So you basically launch. You launch a Nintendo Super Nintendo emulator that they have, and within that emulator, they have specific games that you can pick. And Super Punch Out happens to be one of them because it's a Nintendo based game. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I smoked Nick and uh, Rick Bruiser, which are the two final bosses in that game. Because <laughs> right, it all so... came back to me on how you fight him. Because it's all patterns. Well, that was That's, free. The whole entire game is patterns. But yeah, it's free because you can come to it. I'm, I'm waiting for a possibility of them doing Earthbound again. Uh, that would be I know you can cool, buy yeah. it. I know you can buy it, but I'd like to not have to pay for Earthbound because that was a fun RPG. So my idiot self didn't even realize that I was having access to an NES and SNES library Bro. games. So when I found that out, I was ecstatic. So I instantly started playing like Super Mario, Super Mario 2, like all these throwback games. And so the nostalgia, the wave of nostalgia hit me uh, like, a, like a sack of bricks there. So that was pretty fun. But now the reason I bring this up, and those are all free. Those come with the Nintendo Online membership, which I think is $49.99 if I remember correctly. So the original Fire Emblem is now being released on Switch. And unfortunately, it is not being released in that library of games. So I say unfortunately because obviously, you know, it's not free, which you, know, you want it to be free. Now, granted, it looks like the game is, I don't know, what, six bucks, five ninety nine. So it's a no frills port, it's five ninety nine, and it's I mean, it's one of the best games, right? It's it's Fire Emblem is a series that's gone on for ages now and is one of the leading uh, it's, it's leading the charge for Nintendo alongside things like Super Mario, Donkey Kong, et cetera, et cetera. So right. what the article brings up, you know, it's, it says, hey, it's a great game. It's great if you want to relive it. Um, for those of you who don't know, like uh, if you've played Three Houses, have you ever played Fire Emblem Rough House? No? No. Uh, it's basically like, have you played Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah. Okay, so it's it's similar. I know to that. that like, I know that like yeah. the, the, the game. Yeah, yeah so similar to Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, for anybody listening who might have, uh, played 2019's Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's the most recent iteration of it. Awesome game. Amazing. Um, all the recent Fire Emblems are pretty freaking good. This one is the original, so it's obviously a 2D version. It's really not much of a storyline as far as that's concerned. It's just straightforward. Do the battles, kill the bosses, take the castles, right? So what this article is going over is the fact that we're charging $5.99 for Fire Emblem, but 
but not for some of those other games like punch out like you just mentioned like super mario like i've played and it's kind of confusing people like what is nintendo's strategy with offering their library of games because we've talked about this with playstation we've talked about this with xbox xbox has game pass playstation has Mm -hmm. had what ps now and all this other stuff that they're trying to do so they have the ps plus collection ps plus collection but it seems at least a little bit more straightforward. They might have changed their strategy, but then when they change it, it's an all-in, like, this is the strategy, this is what we're doing. Nintendo seems to be on the fence of, like, we have some of our retro games on on call for, like, anybody who wants to play them for free. And then every so often we're going to be like, hey, you guys don't have access to Fire Emblem? Let's toss it at them, but we're going to charge them six bucks. So yeah. I guess my question to you, Ralph, is, I mean, do you like this? Do you hate this? Do you think... It doesn't matter. Do you think like what's what's the what's your thought? It's just a, it's disappointing. That's really what it comes down to. I'm going to tell you right now, super disappointing. However, I understand that we are in a business to make money, and they are going to try to push some of their AAA titles from back in the day. As you know, if you want to relive that nostalgia, you're going to spend a couple bucks, and it's not absorbing an amount of money. Like you said, what was it, five ninety nine? seven uh, bucks yeah, something yeah, like that so cheap, yeah you know it's a it's disappointing but i understand it and i don't think it's going to be the thing that cripples nintendo by any stretch and actually one of the excerpts i want to read too um so actually before i read that i, I do want to agree to an extent um i think nintendo is in a situation with its retro games especially where i don't think it actually matters whether they charge or not people are still going to want to play them they're still going to buy them um, I think they're actually doing the community a solid by even giving out things like Mario and stuff for free with the island. It's technically not free because you're paying the subscription fee, but right. they don't have to even do that. They could still charge 99 cents for all those titles if they wanted. And everybody would very easily pay 99 oh, cents. Oh, 100%. They would it's do like that. that. It would be like mobile game syndrome, right? Remember back yeah. when mobile games weren't free? Yeah, they were all 99 like Everybody would just download them all. Yeah, yeah because it'd be like, oh, dollar, why not? Mm-hmm. And, um, they would totally that would be probably not a change that i would be surprised that nintendo makes if they made it and everybody would still buy it and i don't even think they would hate nintendo for it because people people love nintendo and they like the nintendo games like i said and and you have to also take to the point that that i think if you really look at it some places do that like i think playstation and xbox do that too like not all the games and game pass and playstation are every game they've ever created well you still pay for some of the games that are outside of their their titles so yeah yeah yeah. i'm not so i'm not shocked and i think so here's i'm gonna read this excerpt too right um which i think is interesting considering what we talked about a couple weeks ago with microsoft and game pass and bethesda um in the past nintendo has even added unreleased games which i didn't know this either most notably star fox 2 a canceled SNES game that first debuted as part of the SNES classic mini console, as well as Mario Picross or Picross, which didn't originally launch in North America. So that's cool that they're, they're releasing unre- uh, unreleased games. These kinds of surprise releases are important to drum up excitement for any streaming service. It's why Netflix spends so much on original series. Makes sense. And Microsoft dropped $7.5 billion on Bethesda to beef up Xbox Game Pass. So I think what Nintendo is doing is they're doubling down on their IP, uh, their IPs, I should say, the multiple. Um, they're taking everything that they own and they're doubling down on it and going, all right, we already own all this amazing content. We don't need to do like Microsoft and drop $7.5 billion on Bethesda because we can't make anything original because we can make the original stuff that everybody loves. 
you know so and i say that kind of poking at microsoft a little bit but that's when it comes down to it that's the case right it's well that this studio has more ip more better ip than than we have so we're gonna buy the studio and actually microsoft has some pretty good ip with like halo they just you know they keep delaying it unfortunately so um but i, I think it, it just goes to further show you how the how society in general is moving towards the subscription-based services how content is king still it's been like that for 10 to 15 years if you make good content you make good games you need to double down on those games and you need to really show people all right you're subscribing to us because we have the better games and the better content right exactly so that makes sense all right so next up on the docket here what do we, what do we have time to travel oh time to travel all right speaking of nintendo dude i have i have heard about this for a little while now and it's also on our facebook page i posted it yes um holy jesus there is a super nintendo world like from universal studios japan now this is not a game we're not talking about a game here we're talking about a theme park man am i excited for this um yeah universal studios japan which it doesn't surprise me it's in japan first that makes total sense um Mm -hmm. i guess my first question is how long do you think it took them to decide between Super Nintendo World and Super Mario World? Like, do you think that probably was actually while decision? it was still being developed? Like, I, so probably a couple of years. Because I feel like that's big for the brand too. Like, do mm-hmm. you think more people are going to recognize your park with Super Mario World, or do you think Nintendo is actually more recognizable? Name? I think Nintendo's. I think they're synonymous. I, I, think, I, I, I think yeah, it's synonymous. close. I don't think it matters. It's close. I think realistically, the biggest situation was is that they wanted to market Nintendo because there probably is going to be more than just Mario. Mario seems to be obviously the centerpiece, and the and it really kind of looks like a Mario world. But what mm-hmm. what calling it Super Nintendo World gives you is the flexibility to add other Nintendo IP mm-hmm. to the theme park without it feeling out of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know, agree. like if you've ever been to Florida and you've gone to Universal Islands of Adventure, the idea is is that they have X amount of different islands, and each island has its own theme. So there's a superhero, Marvel superhero theme, a Jurassic Park theme, you know, stuff like that. So that gives Nintendo the flexibility of saying, okay, if we want to do something with, let's say, like a a company that does only their ip for example like a a fire emblem who's only been out to my knowledge on nintendo they could do a fire emblem world yep and it not feel out of place because or a zelda world actually zelda is perfect so if they wanted to add a zelda piece to this zelda would be not out of place because it's not super mario world even though zelda i mean link is in uh mario kart it's still oh i think that that to do that the theme park itself probably has the has the capabilities of growing like exponentially like it can but that's what i'm saying yeah you add add on stuff Mm -hmm. mario's a centerpiece but you could have separate things like lincoln zelda metroid all different types of nintendo ips Mm -hmm. yeah no 100 and yeah i think for that reason they probably like you know there's six flags they've done well you know there's although there's they've also had lots of problems i know theme parks aren't easy to operate they're not easy uh from a financial standpoint either right and um 
I think if somebody's going to do it well, it's Nintendo. Like this is this is what a theme park is. A theme park is based around wait for it, a theme. <laughs> and Six Flags is generally, you know, the superhero theme. Uh, is, right. is how they and and uh, Bugs Bunny and all that kind of stuff, Looney Tunes. Yeah. They, you know, Basically Warner Brothers IPs. Warner Brothers. Yeah, and um Nintendo I think has an advantage where it is literally it's all owned by them. It is all done by Nintendo. They can create new content. They can do what they want. You know, there's this whole process Six Flags has to go through with working with Warner Brothers and stuff like that and yada, yada, yada. So I think Nintendo has a really big advantage here of really building what it is they think and want for the community uh, when it comes to video games and Nintendo. And just to give you guys an idea. So we were actually really high on, and I still want to get this, the augmented reality Mario Kart thing for your house now where you can set up a course and you drive the car on your yep. switch and you know, so yep. um, that seems awesome. It is. And they have taken that same experience. And I, when we first talked about that, Joe, I literally, I even told you, I was like, this is, this is the first legitimate use. I think of augmented reality outside of maybe Pokemon go, but Pokemon go as, as much as it used it well, it didn't really fully utilize augmented reality as far as i'm concerned you just know this oh. is amazing no yeah. i i have the mario kart and it is oh you got it yeah oh yeah, i don't know I, why i didn't think you had it so is it no, like, as awesome it. as you think oh it's pretty cool yeah yeah okay so it but it, the hardest part is really like just building the tracks and then and then <laughs> yeah then actually being able to stay within the track bounds because you feel like you mm -hmm. keep hitting things and then you if you have animals they like to get into the mix so that's <laughs> like your extra obstacle and you don't even have to set up obstacles because the game makes augmented obstacles augmented obstacles for oh, you oh okay that's pretty cool all right so like when you're building the track there are sections in the track that you build where they'll put stuff and it, it'll in spin the out your car if you hit it Right, or stop your car. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. Okay. So uh, just to give you guys an idea then with the Super Mario World, which they have, you know, they have some videos online and stuff about what it would look like. They, the biggest thing that they've started to kind of detail is this roller coaster type Mario Kart where mm -hmm. you're in Bowser's castle. And honestly, like just looking at the inside and like how it's designed and stuff, it looks, it's so nostalgic. It literally looks like Bowser's like castle in the game. And you're on a track. You put on a Mario-type cap, like his hat, with with augmented reality goggles, right? And or it's a screen, basically, that sits in front of your eyes, so you're going to see the augmented reality stuff. And it's so cool. Like, it's supposed to be different every time. You're supposed to have power-ups and stuff that you can throw. There's, like, you know, everything. You're going to – all the obstacles and stuff are going to change every time you go on the track. And it just seems so absolutely cool. Like, it, even if it's not super thrilly – like a huge like Superman roller coaster from Six Flags where you're like going 80 miles an hour down a hill or whatever. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a little bit slower and it's more of a relaxed ride, it still would just be so cool to literally be like in Mario Kart. Yeah, and it'd be interesting that. to see what kind of things because obviously it being a ride, it looks like you're in you're in a cart with more than one person, so it's yeah. not individuals. So it'll be interesting to see how that works because you have that situation you're not like actually driving against six other people mm -hmm. you know what i mean i yeah. think that's would be the super evolution of it is if you put on headgear and you six people raced at once or eight people raced at once on a track and you mm -hmm. actually had but i just think that might be too dangerous 
yeah. in some respects. You know what I mean? I, I agree to an extent, yeah. So I, I think uh, – I don't know. I mean, But either... I think that there's a way because you could technically use the wheel for aiming. Um, oh, that's right. They know, did say there was a wheel. Up. Yeah, there is a wheel. Yeah. So I don't know how so the I don't wheel know, actually but, works with that. Though. But let, let's just say I, I've I've never been to Japan, but this would be like my first kind of like hmm, – I want to go. I've in a post – Maybe in a post, um, post COVID world, we can set something up and maybe we'll do a trip. Is, is it bad? The first word I wanted to say was post apocalyptic. <laughs> like, I kind of did too. It kind of it feels like that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds bad, but all right. Well, anyways, we have you found this, Joe. So what's up? What's I up did with find this. Going? So listen, games have evolved. Okay, in uh, in one of the biggest things that people might have not noticed about some games is that. They've kind of taken away the easy, normal, hard moniker, and they've just used different verbiage. And this is basically an article that says, the uneasiness of easy modes prompts creative approaches from game developers. And the basic premise is, is that companies are trying to change how people perceive how difficult their games could be because a lot of companies now are trying to push out more and more challenging games but they don't want to alienate people who are like, look at the game and be like, whoa, that's too hard. So we've heard of Demon Souls, we've heard of Dark Souls, and those games are always going to be ridiculous. But in this article, they state to somebody to the effect of, which is actually one of the top games of the year, apparently. Um, creative director Greg Cav uh, Casavon knew a traditional easy mode wouldn't fit for his game Hades. The roguelike needed to be difficult, but also accessible. So they didn't want to impress. They didn't want to prevent players to get invested in the story from being able to complete the game by um, adding an easy mode per se. So they came up with a creative solution. They built a mode that lowers the difficulty over time if the players are struggling. So you still need to put in the work to be better, but eventually the game gives you a little bit of boost here and there to get you through some of the more difficult places. So you're still kind of on par with people who are playing at a normal difficulty but it gives you the opportunity to get by those harder areas by giving you a little bit of boost mm -hmm. um but it's not the first game to do that um if you you know of darkest dungeon they released a radiant mode about a year after launch which streamlines the progression and levels of your roster of your heroes so you can level them more quickly making the difficulty of the game a little bit more kinder but still keeps you at that level of difficulty so you're getting a little bit of a boost but you still have to be smart in the way you play the game so basically it just shows off the fact that people who are developing games are making different different approaches to how they set their difficulties so they're not just making it easy normal hard but they're giving you the same experience across the board they just add or take away from things um to make it a little bit easier or difficult without making it completely dumbed down in an easy mode or even completely hard in a hard yeah. mode, that kind of thing. Well, first, before I uh, get into this topic a little bit too, I think um, I just want to point something out. It's a creative director, Greg Cassavin from Supergiant Games. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the guy, yeah. There's, there's, there's literally, there's Supergiant Games and then there's a company, Supermassive Games. Like, nice. like wow talk about originality man come on we're gonna, then we're gonna have a super big games <laughs> like which one's better um super massive super happy big games yeah yeah exactly right. super massive if you don't know has made games such as man of madon and um until dawn which until dawn actually my my girlfriend steph played and really liked that it's one of those like 
you walk through a movie and you make decisions and stuff. But anyways, yeah. So I, I like that you found this article. I think it's really interesting because I feel like we have grown up with video games always having that easy option, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it, I guess I, we never really thought of it because we've been around games for so long. But I guess now, you know, other generations or younger generations might be thinking, easy, this game, I don't want this game to be easy. Like, I'm not going to, you know, it, it, it's a perception thing too, right? Exactly, um, yep. And if, if you look at things like Diablo, yep, Diablo literally has like 7,556 different, you know, <laughs> like um, difficulty levels. So for anybody who hasn't played Diablo, you very incrementally step up the difficulty. Really all they're doing is there's some um they're, they're in the programming they just up like everything's health a little bit everything's attack a little bit because that's all based on just like attributes all they do is just take all the enemies and they up their attributes a little bit on every single level so it's a lot easier to yeah, control from but a design perspective in in the diablo world there isn't it's normal it goes from so normal is that they don't have an easy mode yeah. it's normal hard expert master and then you have what they call the torment levels <laughs> and the yeah. torment level goes anywhere from one to it looks like 17 at the yeah. moment oh and actually now that you mention it um something like slay the spire is the same way right or monster train i don't know it's it's yeah so know. slay the spire it's like uh in monster train you have the base difficulty level oh monster and, train yeah you have the they call it I, oh my god why can't i think um, of it because oh, i'm like geez. at level 19 uh, i'm like right on the cusp of 20 oh uh, jesus why can't i think of it either because slay the spire had it too Hold on, hold on. We're, we, we got this. Slay the Spire oh, difficulty levels is... So Slay the Spire is called... Oh, that's not it. <laughs> oh, Ascension. Ascension level in Slay the Spire. Yeah, that's right. The Ascension levels. Um, and, um... Oh, my gosh. Monster Train. We got this. We got this. Yeah. Monster Train is called... Oh, man. I don't know. Just difficulty? No, there's no way it's just called... No, it's not. There's 26 um, in Monster Train. I thought there was 20. I guess not um all right well while you look for that anyways they're also like that and the way that i actually like how they and diablo have done it and that makes sense right so you're talking about the word easy they both all three of those games avoid easy monster train slays buyer and diablo they don't actually have an easy setting they just have right. here's the base game and then if you want to challenge yourself further here's a way to do that um, and I do like that. I like that better than having an easy mode. So I don't think, I think we are really past the time where easy is even a thing. I think the the most you're going to see at certain points is something like, here's a training mode or here's a beginner like tutorial. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a very specific part of a game, which you might put in for people who just aren't as experienced, right? Like Diablo is not, I think like, I, I don't think a non like gamer person is going to pick up Diablo. Like if you are playing Diablo, it's because you're a gamer. You Covenant rank. Covenant. That's what it was. Yeah, um, Covenant rank. Which I'm currently 20, and based off my last thing, you are ranked four. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks for pointing that out. Thanks, Ruffhouse. Thanks, Ruffhouse. Jesus. Always um, here to help. Always here to help. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think easy is a, a thing of the past. I don't think it's going to be a thing anymore. I think that. You know, as we get more more games like Dark Souls and Demon Souls and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's just yeah, easy. We don't. We as a society have evolved. Okay, no more so, easy button. Yeah, no more easy. We are we are not dumb. We can do these games on the max difficulty now, and uh, you know, it's just and even games like you know, I play Runeterra and stuff like that. Hearthstone. 
they don't even have it's a card game it's literally just ranked it's just and i think that's yeah. where everything is going to go where it's we're just playing against each other so the difficulty mode is are you doing better than your opponent or are you doing better than your friends on your friends list is the difficulty mode it's not pretty you know, much it's not right? the game anymore it's not even the ai so um right. so cool yeah so that means it is I know you, we're going to save the, this other thing. Yeah, we'll save the other one. Well, it goes to Rough House Deals, and this week I'm not giving out free games because there are some really good deals uh, for the holidays that you guys need to check out. And the first one is the PlayStation Plus membership is now 53% off on cdkeys.com. So that is amazing. That's under $30 for a year mm. of a $60. I would highly recommend it. I've done it. It works. CD keys is legit. And you, I believe you can go up to three years. So if you want to stack it, you should be able to stack it. If not, hold the key for the next year. But it's that's it. 53% off. I don't think you'll get anywhere better. And then I found this and it was specifically for Walmart, although I've done some cross-checking and this does look like it's happening on Amazon and some other places, but up to 50% off on all different types of games, including, um, it looks like $10 off cyberpunk 2077. Yep. So cyberpunk's 49.97 or something like that. I pre-ordered it, um, on the Xbox one because I wanted to save the $10. Um, but I probably won't get it until December 12th. It looks like because of, uh, how late I pre-ordered it, but um yeah so check it out we'll have links in the description but there's your rough house deals time to save some money this holiday season all right one thing i want to point out here on okay. these deals um so a couple things actually final fantasy 10 and 10 2 hd if if i know it's a big title that's actually 25 dollars. it's been 50 so that's that's pretty big right there yeah, but, um, but if you notice on this list and this is i think indicative of what's happening in the world right now with covid there are mm -hmm. three games on this list that stick out to me and that is FIFA 21, Madden 21, and NHL 21. 21. That's yep, this the year's newer version. game. That's yep. this year's game. I have never in all my years of playing video games since I was a kid seen in the same year of release for a sports title in any category, NBA, all of it, half off anywhere as a deal. Not from mm -hmm. not from a full-price game. Not for a sports game. That's, that's insane. You might get 10 maybe 20 and, and that's probably just if your name is nhl because nobody watches hockey anymore so Ouch. yeah i know well i'm just i speak the truth i love hockey but it's really unfortunate so um what you do notice is not there is nba 2k as 50 percent off i think it actually is oh wait, no, no no nba is all right so that's the whole suite then and that makes sense i was gonna say maybe basketball it seems to be one of the more popular sports games competitively too so but uh, yeah. i don't know i just wanted to point that out because it seems it seems like that is indicative of what's happening in the world right now. So, right. Uh, but with that said, we got the game releases this week and Holy Jesus. I'm just going to get this out of the way first because I am finally so happy that we're going to have this cyberpunk 2077 for PC, PS4, Xbox one and stadia and stadia is coming out Stadia on December 10th and it can now be pre-ordered if you guys want. Like Joe said, it is $10 off. Joe, did you ever think this day would actually come? It was going to come eventually. <laughs> it wasn't, though, because that's what we thought the first four times. <laughs> no. Oh, man, I am getting this somehow, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> I cannot 
freaking wait for this game. It is the game everybody's been waiting for for quite some time now, and I think it will be well worth the wait from some of the demos that we've seen. So, good stuff. Let us hope. Good stuff. Um, so, Call of Duty Warzone Season 7 coming out on the 8th. That's going to be tomorrow for you guys listening on Monday. PC, PS4, Xbox One. Um, Y'all know what Call of Duty Warzone is. Call of the Sea. PC, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One on December 8th. So, Call of the Sea is an otherworldly tale, is how they put it, of mystery and love set in the 1930s. This is one of those... Uh, just different we're just going to go with i still haven't researched the graphics types we're going to go with different um it's it's different mm-hmm. graphics it's 1930 south pacific is where they say you're actually exploring and you just you solve puzzles it's more of a puzzle game than anything uh, adventure puzzle game and um you play as a female antagonist as well too or sorry protagonist i should say um so that's interesting coming out on the eighth we also have planet uh oh sorry i almost skipped the two really important ones destiny 2 PS5 and Xbox Series X on December 8th, basically just getting re-released on the new consoles. We'll see how well that does in sales. Doom Eternal also being released on the Switch for December 8th. Holy wow, that's a while behind everything else. I didn't realize I was that far behind. Um, Planet Zoo. So I've never actually played Planet Zoo. I've heard a lot about it from what I um, have heard. It's basically just Roller Coaster Tycoon for a zoo, essentially. Um, okay. you know, it's a management simulation of a zoo. You, you get animals, you build a zoo. I guess this is not the whole game, but just an aquatic pack DLC is coming out uh, for PC okay. on the 8th. We also got Puyo Puyo Tetris. It's two puzzle games put into one called Puyo Puyo Tetris. I'm sure you guys have heard of Puyo. both. Um, so yeah, this is actually going to be coming out for Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on December 8th. Notably not do on it, ps5 that's kind of weird that it's like just missing that one but do it do it right the eye of atlantis for playstation vr coming out on the 8th um yeah this is basically it's an atlantis based vr game which looks pretty sick from a graphics standpoint um you set sail to atlantis you explore um you play basically an atlantean who broke out of prison and you have these you know supernatural powers as atlanteans do i guess and you solve right. puzzles and stuff and you use you know you see your hands in front of you and you um you know you, you use them in the vr to actually solve the puzzles and stuff so uh, pretty cool concept there um then we got shakes on a plane <laughs> for pc shakes not snakes pc and switch on the eighth this is I guess just like it's one of those games where you're like you're doing the restaurant thing and you have to like time everything right um it's and it's for shakes though (laughs) this is so literally just made for the sake of being able to call a game shakes on a plane i think so but that is uh gonna come out on like i said december 8th sort of gargantua another psvr title coming out on the 8th as well this is more of a like battle fighting game um you're you're a swordsman essentially it's a sword fighting game in vr this is something that i feel like you need a very wide open space so just a disclaimer you probably don't want to be around anything that you could break (laughs) so because you are going to be basically swinging a sword and that's just asking for disaster right lots of vr stuff coming out apparently uh temtem have you heard of temtem joe um no i have not this is all the rage i guess um it's like I'm really surprised, actually, there's not some lawsuit or something from Nintendo. They probably looked at it, but 
Temtem is essentially Pokemon rebranded. It's oh. the same. Like, if you look at it, it even looks like Pokemon. Um, oh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. And I think some of them, the names even play on some of the Pokemon. So, um, right now, it's it's thirty seven forty nine on pre-order for PS5. I mean, I've heard good things about it. People aren't just, like, hating on it because of that. But um, it just really seems like a clear rip-off of Pokemon. So, I'm curious to see how the future of that game holds up. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, Howling Peaks DLC, PC, PS4, mm-hmm. Xbox One, and Switch on the 9th. Woodsalt for PC and Switch on the 9th. It's an adventure game uh, set on New Terra. I feel like that's been a planet name in so many games. New Terra. Um, it's an interactive fiction RPG. So it's one of those where you know you kind of it's more decision making than anything. And it does have multiple endings if you're into uh, those types of games. Then you have your choices matter. And yeah, exactly. Animal. Well, it's like uh, that game that I told you Steph played uh, until dawn. There's like there's a million different ways to end that game apparently. So uh, Animal Farm for PC coming out on December 10th. It is exactly what you'd think. It's Orwell's Animal Farm. It's uh, oh wait, actually no, sorry, it's not exactly what you think. This is a different one. Um, it's a political animal based game. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's hand drawn too, as far as the graphics are concerned, but yeah, it's, you're making political decision as pigs and stuff, which I guess, you know, all of, they all have their animal, like Republican has their animal representation, kind of like the stock market Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So maybe that's the route they're going. I don't know. Um, Brigandine. Yeah, I know. Right. Brigandine, the legend of Runergia or Runergia on ps4 oh so they were trying to pull off the whole legends of runeterra thing um i don't know maybe <laughs> i think that's that's literally the first thing that came to my mind too but a new era of war is being ushered by five era. Era, era. um it just looks like it's a it's an rpg to be honest with you so um it's it's like one of those anime type graphics rpgs so if you're into that pick it up uh haven for pc ps5 xbox series x at Xbox One on the 10th. Uh, this is an, a story-rich adventure game. Uh, this has the graphics of... Man, I always forget that game where you're like... That little cape guy going over the hills and stuff. And it's like... I always I always forget. Uh, but basically, two lovers gave up everything and escaped to a lost planet. You guide through a mysterious landscape, explore a fragmented world, and fight against what's trying to tear them apart. Um, so it's ba- it's a very like love based RPG adventure. You do have the very typical like there's three things in front of you turn based RPG combat. So if you are into that sort of stuff, um, then this game is for you. Sword of the Necromancer, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch coming out on the tenth. Uh, this is an action co op adventure, and again, uh, more of this more of like the cartoony anime type graphics for this game as well. Um, and this is like a you know dungeon crawler adventure game where you're hack and slash your way to victory. And we have Medal of Honor above and beyond. Medal of Honor, we all know that game. This is actually for PC VR though. So a Medal of Honor VR version on December 11th. And finally, Space Invaders is still alive and well. If you were wondering, there's a Space Invaders. What do they call this one? It forever. Well, I mean, I mean that's I guess that's. That makes sense. It, it has been around forever, uh, but it's the good old retro Space Invaders. It's just getting re-released with some uh, some new graphics and stuff like that. PS4 and Switch on the 11th. But that is going to do it for the game roundup this week. Noise, noise, noise. Noise, noise, noise. 
That is amazing. I just want to eat. Way stuff, to go, man. everybody. I just want to eat. That's stuff. it. Can we get to that? We're going to be doing that. Hopefully next week we're going <laughs> to eat stuff next week. So that's going to do it for another edition of Game Wild. We really appreciate you guys coming aboard. And like I said, look forward to our social medias to try to figure out what we're going to be doing and what you can be voting on. So for now, you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you later. Later, everybody. Mm -hmm.